Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercies. Lord, we wait upon you. Lord, we watch more than they that watch for the morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Jesus. Nearer my God to thee. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Nearer my God to thee. Nearer to thee. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Have you we, O oh God? Have you we in our midst? Have you we, Lord? You are our God. You are our keeper. You are our shade. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you, O God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Nearer my God to thee. Nearer my God to thee. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Have your way. Have your way, oh God. Have your way in our classes and our services. Yes, Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Angels to beckon us. Oh, nearer to thee, O God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we come to you this morning. Thanking you one more time for being in your midst. Thanking you, O oh God, for your people. Thanking you, O oh God, for this Sunday school class. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we are yet able to worship you, to praise you, to study your word, my God. Father, we look to you. Continue to build us up in our most holy faith. Teach us, O oh God, to pray in the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Pleasant good morning to you, you and you, brother and sister Brown here this morning. And it's so good to be back in Sunday school. Good morning, Minister Brown. Good morning. How are you? 
I am aware, thank God. Isn't it good to be back in Sunday school? Amen. Under the circumstances. Amen. It's so good to be back in Sunday school. Amen. Previously, we had our Sunday school classes and we had wonderful times. And as things transitioned, um, we went out and we had services in the building. But due to circumstances beyond our control, as the Lord leads and as the Lord ordained, we are back at the desk. And this is Closer Walk Ministries of Jesus Christ. Today is March the 22nd, 2020, and this is our Sunday School. We welcome you. We thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be looking at Revelation, the book of Revelation, in our Sunday School going forward. We trust and pray that you are able to be with us. Um, we'll be having general discussions. That means that you can always interrupt. We will talk about things. You can give your insight, your views, and we will discuss our Sunday school lesson. We only ask that the references you give are not anecdotal, but scriptural. Support what you say with scripture. Now, I'm not saying that you can't tell things you've heard, things said, etc., etc. But we are trying to make sure that we have scriptural references for everything we say. Having said that, let's begin. We're going to begin with the first chapter of the book of Revelation. Um, I trust that you have it and you'll be able to read and follow along with us. Revelation chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and he sent and signified by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. I'm going to ask Minister Brown if you would um, get me a bottle of water. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, in the book of Revelation, John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. John, the Apostle John, was exiled <coughs> to the Isle of Patmos, and he was there. And while on the Isle of Patmos, he wrote this epistle. Thank you so much. He wrote this epistle. John was one of the original 12 apostles. He was the brother of James. He was called the beloved. He leaned on Jesus' bosom. So this book of the Revelation was written, it is said, about A.D. 96 by John the Apostle. So, John wrote the revelation of Jesus Christ. This epistle is the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the revelation of John. This is Jesus being revealed. The revelation of who? Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. Now, God is spirit, just like you and I, our bodies have our spirits. God is spirit. So the spirit in Jesus Christ gave to him 
that which must be revealed to the world. What am I saying? My actions, the words I say, the things I do are revelations of what is in my spirit. My actions reveal my thoughts. See what I'm saying, Mr. Brown? The things that I do reveal my thinking. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God, God is spirit. God is the word, is thinking. Gave to him to show unto his servants. So the spirit, the inner man, God dwells in us. Gave to the outer man things to show unto the assembly. The rest of the brethren, the servants of Jesus Christ, those things which must shortly come to pass, those things that are going to occur, the seals open, the new days that are lying ahead of us, God wanted his children to know what lay ahead of them, and he, through John, was showing the rest of the brethren what would transpire. So he, that is Jesus, sent and signified it, that is showed it, by his angel. So what did he do? He sent and he showed it by signs and different means by an angel unto John. So what we have, God which is spirit, giving Jesus which is the manifestation of God in the flesh, the revelations, the things that he wanted his servants to know, things which would happen shortly. And he, Jesus Christ, sent an angel unto John. Is that clear? All right. Now, who was this John? It was John who bear record of the word of God. John who wrote, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was gone. He sent and signified it by his servant, by his angel rather, unto his servant John. Who was this John? John that bare record of the word and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. So the angel came and gave it to John and John was with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was there when they healed the sick, raised the dead, all those things. It was this John and Peter that had gone up to the temple and healed the man that was lame at the gate of the temple. So John bore a record of all the things that he saw. Now, the word says, blessed is he that readeth. When you read the book of Revelation, you are blessed. Because you know what's going to happen in the future. He's telling you what is going to happen before it happened. So you are blessed. Blessed is he that read it. Listen to this. And they that hear the words of this prophecy. So if you read and you hear the words of this prophecy, you are blessed. But it doesn't stop there. It says, and keep those things and do the things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. It is right here, right now. So blessed is he for running around looking for a blessing. You're blessed by reading the book of Revelation, hearing the words of this prophecy, and do keep, do those things which are written in it, for now is the appointed time. So then John wrote, and this is what he wrote. He said, John, verse 4, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, Grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, 
and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Are there any questions thus far? No questions. No, to, no questions thus far. Okay. So John was now writing to the seven churches. He was now writing what he saw, what he heard, the things that had happened in the past, the things that were currently happening, and the things that were prophesied to happen. So John wrote to the seven churches which are in Asia, telling them grace and peace unto them from in which is, currently exists, which was, existed in the past, and which is to come. Jesus Christ is, was, and is to come. Listen to this. And from the seven spirits which are before his throne. There are seven spirits before the throne of God. Now let's understand spirit. You have Holy Spirit. You have evil spirit. You have a spirit of discord. You have a spirit of lying. You have different types of spirits. We saw where a spirit, an evil spirit from God went out. An evil spirit went out from God to cause Ahab to fall at Ramoth Gilead. This is found in 2 Kings chapter 22 and about the 21st through the 23rd verse. So there are seven spirits before the throne of God. That's why people express different emotions. Anger, wrath, lying, goodness, love, faith. So people express different things per the spirit which come upon him. There is the Holy Spirit, there is an evil spirit. There are seven spirits before the throne of God. Now, he says, and from Jesus Christ. And from Jesus Christ. So how you just read about him which is and which was and is to come. And now you're saying from Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the manifestation or the localization of God. He came to Israel. Jesus Christ is the union between God and man. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The localization of God. God appearing at a certain time in a certain place. He appears of, as Jesus Christ. Jesus is the express image of the person of God. No three persons. Don't be deceived by idol worshippers telling you about three persons. The Bible says Jesus is the express image of his person. The one person of God is expressed by Jesus Christ. The word says, who is the faithful witness? It is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. And Jesus is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth. Yes, Jesus is the prince of all the kings of the earth. The word says unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now we come back to the point where we said Jesus is the union between God and men. God don't have blood. Spirit have not flesh and bones as Jesus had. 
but it was necessary that blood be shed for the remission of sins. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And since by man came death, by man came also the reconciliation. So God became man in the person of Jesus Christ and washed us from our sins in his own blood. But it didn't stop there. Verse 6. And hath made us kings. We are made kings and priests unto God and his Father. Jesus, the manifestation of God, God made flesh and dwelt among us, made us kings and priests unto God. We can boldly go to the throne of grace through Jesus Christ. We need no other mediator because we are kings and priests. Is that clear? I hope so. We are kings and priests. We are a holy nation. We are a royal priesthood kings and priests unto God and then the word says to him be glory and dominion forever and ever to Jesus who is the prince of the kings of the earth to him be glory and dominion forever and ever he ruleth over the kings of the earth Jesus Christ the, the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord then John continued his writing. He said, Behold, he cometh. Who's going to come? Jesus Christ. Behold, he cometh with clouds. And every eye shall see him. Every eye shall see him. There's not going to be any secret when the Lord is coming. Some is going to be caught up and some left behind. But behold, he cometh with clouds. And every eye shall see him, every last person shall see the Lord coming. And they also which pierce him, those that took the sword and pushed it up in his side, they're going to see him. Why? Because the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those people, yes, they died, but the dead in Christ shall rise first. So even those that crucified him will see him. Why? Because the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. So you have the first resurrection, the dead in Christ rising. We were alive and remain being caught up. So being caught up and the first resurrection are simultaneous events. The dead, right the dead rise first and we being caught up together with them. None go up before the other. It's a simultaneous event. The dead in Christ rise first. They rise first. They get up and become alive with us and we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. That's how instantaneous it's going to be. The dead in Christ shall rise first. We that are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Behold, he cometh. Now, the appearing of the Lord is different from the coming of the Lord. Just like the appearing of anything is different from its coming. For instance, if you look up and the first time you see the sun appear, that's the appearing. The first time you see the sun comes out of the horizon once you see that's the appearing but then after that you see it coming you see the movement of the sun over the course of the day now the unsaved will see the coming of the lord but to them that look for him shall he appear 
the unsaved shall see him coming, but the saved looking for him shall see him when he appear. And to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. When Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Behold, he cometh with clouds. So the unbeliever will see him coming, but the believer will see his appearance. And every eye shall see him. Every last single person shall see him. And they also which pierce him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Then the Lord spoke, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. The revelation of Jesus Christ is revealing things about himself that we had not previously known or things if we had previously known them, we were not assured, we were not convicted, we were not in that place where we can say we are convinced that Jesus Christ is the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega. We can now say he is the Almighty. Jesus said it himself, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, say the Lord, which is, he currently is, which was from eternity and which is to come, the Almighty. Jesus is the Almighty. Then John uttered, wrote these words. I, John, John now began to speak about himself. I, John, who also am your, not apostle, not pastor, not teacher, but your brother. I, John, who also am your brother. We are all brethren. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. John said, I am your brother and your companion in tribulation. The tribulation had started. John was and is our companion in tribulation. When did the tribulation start? The tribulation started in AD 70 at the destruction of the temple by Titus. Jesus had said it. Not one stone shall be left standing here upon another that shall not be thrown down. So when the Jews saw those things, they should flee to the mountains. They should leave what they had behind and pray that their flight be not on the Sabbath day nor in the winter. So the tribulation had begun and John knew this. John said, verse 9, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. Now, a whole bunch of folk don't want to be companion in tribulation. They have adopted a false Christ. They're going out into the desert. They claim they're going to be gone. They're going to be left. And they're going to left this and they're going to leave that. They don't want to suffer with him. The Bible says if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. So John said, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, John was in tribulation that began on AD 70. But not only in tribulation, he said, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. He was also in the kingdom of 
Jesus Christ and the patience of Jesus. You can be in the tribulation and be in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. The Bible says if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. The kingdom of God cometh not with outward show. The kingdom of God is within you. In your patience, possess your soul. Many are going to get impatient. I don't know how many of you have heard of David Koresh and uh, what had transpired and all the things that happened. We must wait upon the Lord and be obedient to all the ordinances of man. For this is the will of God concerning us. So John was our brother and our companion in tribulation and the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. He was in the Isle of Patmos. He was exiled there for what? For the word of God. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So John was in tribulation. The church will be in tribulation. And in the kingdom of God. And in the patience of God. Exile on the Isle of Patmos. John wrote this letter. He said. I was in the spirit of the Lord's day. Like a day like today. Sunday. I was in the spirit. On the Lord's day. And heard behind me a great voice. As of a trumpet. It sounded like a trumpet. So he was walking in the spirit. Beloved, if you live in the spirit, also walk in the spirit. Don't be concerned about the natural things as much as you do about the spiritual things. The things that are seen are temporal. These are temporal things that we are seeing. The things that are not seen are eternal. Walk in the spirit. You live in the spirit. It is the spirit in your body. The body without the spirit is dead. If you live in the spirit, also walk in the spirit. John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he heard behind him a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Jesus identified himself. He says, and what thou seest, what you see, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia Unto Ephesus and unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos and unto Thyatira, unto Sardis and unto Philadelphia and unto Laodicea. He was directed by the Lord. The Lord identified himself, told who he was and told John that the seal that was open to John, his eyes were open. He would now see things. What you see, I want you to write it in a book. And send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. Write what you see. Send it to the church. Send it to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. He had heard behind him a great voice as of a trumpet. And the voice began to speak. He says, and I turned to see the voice that spake with me. When you hear someone speak to you, you turn in their direction that you might communicate face to face. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. When John turned, what he saw were seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, like a human being, one like a human being, clothed with a garment down to the foot, clothed, not naked, dressed, and girt about the paps, about the breast, with a golden girdle. So John heard a voice that spoke to him. He turned. What he then saw were seven golden candlesticks. 
he saw seven golden candlesticks and the midst of the candlesticks one like unto the son of man dressed down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden head girdle now john began to describe the individual that he saw he said his head and his hairs were white like wool as white as snow he had white hair his head was white his hair was white white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire you know when you set that fire and you see that fire burning that's how his eyes look and his feet like unto fine brass his feet were shining like those brass in musical instruments as if they burned in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters yet a loud powerful voice white head white ears white as snow eyes like fire feet like brass as if they are in the fire and the voice as the roaring of the sea and he had in his right hand seven stars in his right hand were seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as a sun shineth in his strength. You go outside at the midday and you look and you see that bright, shining, burning sun. That was how his countenance looked. The appearance of his face was as the bright, shining sun. Just like Paul saw on the Damascus road. He had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. The appearance of a sword proceeded out of his mouth. The word of God. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Amen. And when I saw him. I fell at his feet as dead. When you see the Lord, everything else is gone from you. Folks, oh, when I see the Lord, I'm going to ask him this. And I'm going to say, why you let that happen? When you see the Lord, you are as a dead man. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, fear not. The fear in the presence of the Lord will cause any little life and thought you have in you to go out. It's the life of Christ that dwelleth in us. He said, fear not. Do not be afraid, beloved. The situations, the circumstances, the things that you see going on around right now, fear not. Fear not. God is in control. Jesus is in control of everything you see happening right now. He is revealing to us the things which must currently come to pass. Fear not. He said, I am the first and the last. Listen to this. I am he that liveth. I'm alive. Look, I'm alive. And was dead. He said, yes, I was dead. But I'm alive. And he said, behold, I'm alive forevermore. You can't kill me again. Death has been defeated. He says, and alive forevermore. Amen. Listen to this now. He says, and have the keys of death and hell. Who has the keys of death and hell? Jesus. Who has the keys of... Stop your foolishness talking about Satan, this and Satan, that. And you're glorifying your master, the devil, you ministers of Satan. It is Jesus that has the keys of hell and death. Hell got to keep quiet. 
they got to keep quiet because Jesus has the keys. Now he said to John, write the things which thou hast seen, the things that you saw in your living while I yet walk with you in Israel, write them down. Some of the things we're going to read in Revelation are things that happened during the walk of Jesus in the flesh that John saw. Write the things which thou hast seen, listen to this, and the things which are the conditions that currently exist, he wanted to write it, and the things which shall be hereafter. So there are three truths. Past truth, things that happened in the past that we know are true. Present truth, situation as it is right now. And future truth, the way things are going to be in the future. Now, if you tell somebody that churches are closed today, it is true. But that was not always so. In the past, at about this time, churches would be getting ready to open, have services. That's past truth. But today, due to the changing circumstances, the present truth is that many are not open. Future truth, I saw a tabernacle, the new Jerusalem descending from God out of heaven. So who knows what the future holds. We will study it as we go forward. Write the things which thou hast seen, the past truths, the things which are the present truth, and the things which shall be hereafter future truth. Now, listen to me, beloved. If you were not paying attention before, I need to ask your indulgence and that you pay attention to this last verse. Jesus was now given the interpretation of the parable, interpretation of the vision that John saw. Verse 20, he said, The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. If you never remember anything else I said today, I'm asking that you never forget this. The mystery of the seven stars which I saw is in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. Jesus said, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. So whenever you see star, it's parabolic, metaphoric of an angel. The mystery of the seven stars. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Each church had an angel assigned to them. Not these fallen spirits running around talking about the men and still angel of the church. Angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to them who shall be the ear of salvation. There's a vast difference between a man and an angel. Man was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Angels are not affected by this first death. The second death deals with angels. But mankind to the first death will destroy him who have the power of death, that is the devil. Jesus being found in fashion as a man, being found in fashion as a man, humbled himself and became obedient unto death, the first death, even the death of the cross, never to die again. So the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Listen to this. And the seven candlesticks. Now this is the one word. 
the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So going forward, when you read that word candlestick, it means church. A lot of people say, oh, after chapter 4, the word church is not in the Bible. But in the beginning, he told you. You see, but you didn't have ears to ears. Lord, why speakest thou to them in parables? That seeing they may see and not understand. And hearing they may hear and not perceive. Why? Because their hearts are far from him. They want to jump up, jump up church. The church is a congregation of both good and evil individuals. But the candlestick, those that are letting their light so shine before men that they may see. And there's going to come a time of darkness when many the candlesticks would have gone out and they can't see anymore and he said well what happened they said oh we were caught up to heaven you don't see us here on earth anymore no your light went out the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which all saws are the seven churches in closing jesus told a story about the ten virgin Five were wise and five were foolish. They all were virgins. They all started out with light. Five were wise and five were foolish. The wise were prepared. They had extra oil that when the light start going low in their candlesticks, they would pour in more oil and then replenish even their vessels. The foolish did not do so. The foolish just went and let their light burn out. And he said, where are you? They said, we can't see. Where are you? Oh, we can't see. Give us of your oil. Why say not so? I've learned to tell people no. I've learned to say no to people. The wise say not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But you go to them that sell and buy. And when they went, the bridegroom came. And the doors were shut. Those that were ready went in and the doors were shut. Many doors are shut today. <laughs> Many doors are shut. So if you were not ready, prepared, we will, there are so many people confused today not knowing what to do. They said the church doors are shut. What if, what if somebody run to the door and start knocking after partying on Saturday night and they run to the door? When the Lord had shut the door, it shut. He shut the door of the hark. And at the marriage feast, he says he will shut the door. Depart from me. I never knew you. The mystery of the seven stars, which I saw is in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And remember this. The seven candlesticks, which I saw is, are the seven churches. So, there's going to come a time when that word church is removed. Those Five foolish virgins, their light would have gone out, and it's no more virgins, but it's wise virgins. It's those with their light. Just like the word church will be removed, but candlesticks will stand. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask Minister Brown, are there any questions? If not, you want to close us in prayer? Yes, right. Lord, we thank you for your love and we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your wonderful words of life. We ask that as we're about to depart, that from your presence, from each other, that the words that we have heard would be hidden in our hearts, Lord, that it would be embedded and downloaded in our minds, like, Lord, because at such a time as this, if every time we need to know your words and stand on your words, it's now. So we ask that you will be with us 
as we continue our day's um, journey. Cover us with prayers. We tell you thanks in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, beloved. If there are any questions, feel free to post your questions, ask, call, whatever it takes, and we will be glad to respond to you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs>